From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. Enterprise Minnesota, a Minneapolis-based business consulting firm dedicated to helping small and mid-sized manufacturers compete and grow, bills itself as the voice of Minnesota's manufacturing field. So it stands to reason that the organization's CEO, Bob Kill, is to a great extent the name and face of the industry. A sought-after speaker and industry expert, Kill appeared at the June 10th National Conference of State Legislators, where he shared the results of Enterprise Minnesota's 2020 State of Manufacturing Survey. The survey, which was conducted from March 2nd to March 23rd, offered insight into challenges that keep manufacturers awake at night, including costs of healthcare coverage, the shortage of qualified workers, and economic and global uncertainty. Prior to leading Enterprise Minnesota, Kill was CEO and Chairman of the Board at Ciproco Inc., a manufacturer of high-performance data and networking systems, according to his company bio. His resume also includes a stint with Burroughs Corporation and senior management positions with Northern Telecom Inc. A graduate of the University of Minnesota Morris, Kill has served on a number of industry boards, including the Minnesota Agriculture and Economic Development Board and the Minnesota Center for Engineering and Manufacturing Excellence Advisory Council. In the following interview, Kill takes a deep dive into the state of Minnesota's manufacturing industry. Well, hi, Bob. Good morning. How are you today? Well, I'm broadcasting from Owatonna. We're starting to kind of come out of our uh, hiding. A few of our clients are allowing us to uh, get back in. Maybe we can just dive right in then. Um, I guess first, uh, if if you could uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, Enterprise Minnesota and your mission, um, what can you tell us about that? Well, Enterprise Minnesota, uh, you know, our mantra, our mission is twofold. Our mantra is helping manufacturing enterprises grow profitably. So at our heart and soul, you know, there's 34 employees and about three-fourths of those are field people, uh, account business developers, and then consultants that can provide services. Uh, you know, at one time we were known as the lean people, the continuous improvement, but we do strategy. We help companies with certifications. We do a lot of leadership and talent development you know, over the time as there's a lot of transition going on. Uh, and then secondarily, we offer a voice for the industry in the state. And we're part of a national federation affiliation, so we have partners all over the country. But uh, as an example, you know, our Surrey Manufacturing Survey is part of the visibility and value proposition. Maybe you've seen our Enterprise Minnesota magazine. Uh, and then we do a lot of uh, what I'd call legislative visits. We're constantly trying to get legislators inside of manufacturers to, uh, to understand the value to their districts. And that's sometimes harder to do than you might think because manufacturers don't necessarily brag. You know, they're not on Main Street. They're sometimes hidden away. 
and it's it's really a, a it's enjoyable but it's a fulfilling you know our clients uh last fiscal year well fiscal year that ended in uh, july june 30th last year we uh, touched over 200 companies did over 315 projects with companies all over the state of minnesota so our folks live and work all over the state mm -hmm. great well and you mentioned the survey and uh, of course i want to ask you about that uh, and i believe this was conducted in march if i'm not mistaken and, and of course a lot has changed since then but what what's your biggest takeaway from from the survey and the responses you received well, I think the biggest the biggest takeaway is a dramatic difference between the 50-some percent that completed the survey uh, prior to that uh, national, I think it's the 13th of March when the president declared a day, uh, and afterwards. I mean, it was a dramatic difference from positive to not so positive. And is the one of the, is a driving reason why we want to redo the survey in September to see, you know, what is the metric. Uh, and I, you know, we're in constant contact with clients, prospects, and, and other manufacturers. And, and even today, it's mixed, you know, 20% of the manufacturers are kind of going on as normal. 20% are in deep trouble, because they're maybe in the auto or certain industries that really have shrunk. And then about 60% of them aren't so sure in the future. But uh, you know, it, it's they're they're dealing with the future now versus the first couple months of the shutdown. I think they're they're really dealing with uh, how do I manage this. Uh, so it that's to me the biggest takeaway was the dramatic change, and the one indicator that I always look at is what's the capital expenditure level, and that along with anticipated profits and revenue that shrunk pretty dramatically uh, after the the 13th and to me that's an indicator of long-term confidence so it'll be fun in september i don't know what fun is the right word brian but it'll be interesting in december to see the uh the contrast yeah it'll be very interesting indeed and i'm looking forward to that survey um you know, one thing that jumped out at me was uh of course the workforce issue that's been a huge concern in in um uh, construction and other industries uh, manufacturing obviously um, what 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 can you say about the state of uh, finding workers in the manufacturing industry and and sort of where we're at um, on the workforce side you know that that yeah that's a good point that you brought up it might have surprised me a little bit that uh, you know in every downturn I think manufacturers are starting to really realize that I need to figure out a way to keep people with me I just talked to a manufacturer the other day, uh, and he's keeping uh, about 8% uh, of his workforce doing what I would call fix-up jobs, just because he is just cannot let them go because he's very concerned of getting them back if, if they do. So I think manufacturers tried to take advantage of the Payroll Protection Act, if at all possible. Uh, they are doing everything they can to kind of keep their workers. We thought that in our consulting side that our talent leadership training, our skills development uh, would really drop off dramatically. And it's, it's, it's dropped, slowed a little bit, but not much as people really are using, I, I would say 
more of the manufacturers than I might have anticipated are using this time to try to invest in employees and do some catch up things because in many cases they've been so busy they haven't necessarily made some of the investments in their people that they that they now want to do. So that's a positive side. Uh, but I think at the same time, the companies that are really challenged during this time is, is the small and very small manufacturers. You know, and an interesting statistic that any state you go to, about 70% of the manufacturing companies are less than 10 employees. And the bulk of those are under five employees. So those are the really vulnerable ones that so oftentimes don't come out the other side positive. Maybe they only have one customer, one industry. And if it's the wrong one, it could be trouble. You know, the auto industry, the supply chains are still very tepid at best. So those small and very small are the most vulnerable during this, this time. And, and, you know, and there will always be some consolidation. Yeah, and another thing that was interesting to me was uh, it's like there's a lot of concern about healthcare costs among manufacturers. What can you say about that? You know, that's that's been the in our survey for 12 years. That's been the number one concern. It somewhat shifts. Early on, it was kind of the uncertainty. Uh, then, when the Affordable Care Act passed, it became oh, okay. How's this affect us? But price-wise, cost-wise, it's always been, you know, one of the biggest concerns, but it's a necessary expense. You know, at one, I think if you went back 12 years, you'd find that uh, healthcare was something that people my age thought about. Now everybody does. It's part of competing, attracting young people, uh, attracting anyone to your firm. And it still is still is a large expense, but it's a necessary expense, but it's been pretty plateaued. Whereas you saw the workforce thing, uh, concerns about retaining and, and growing a workforce has really grown up dramatically. Whereas healthcare is kind of plateaued as just a part of doing business, but it's always gonna be, a, a, because even if you're a small firm, you have to have a competitive healthcare plan to attract and retain the right kind of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, what else can you tell us about the state of the industry and where we go from here? Well, you know, small and mid-sized manufacturers have, you know, it, I, so I've been around through uh, a number of downturns, but we'll just talk back to the 2008, 9, and 10. And, and we saw a much higher percentage of manufacturers use that time to invest in their people than we did in the downturn back around 1990, 91, 92. A lot of manufacturers went under that that time frame 30 years ago. But the one of 10, 12 years ago, a lot of investments and manufacturing in many ways, especially in rural Minnesota and greater Minnesota, led us out of the downturn because they did focus on keeping their people. You know, 13% of the Minnesota's jobs drive 16% of the payroll in, in manufacturing. And I think the multiplier effect is what's so important, especially in smaller greater Minnesota communities is, you know, for every job in manufacturing, depending on who you listen to, there's two other support or service jobs that are created. And manufacturing is really a good paying industry with a good career. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see as we come out of this, how the technical schools, uh, they've across our state, the, our great state college system, 
A lot of the technical schools really had rebuilt their manufacturing sector. Uh, and, and by the way, the college system is a great partner of us and of manufacturers. Uh, but I, I, think the, I think, again, we'll see manufacturing somewhat lead the way in uh, economic recovery uh, because it's through innovation or finding new ideas. Uh, you know, the Enterprise Minnesota Magazine is quarterly, and the one that's coming out in about a week uh, has a story about a husband and wife up in northwestern Minnesota that built this kind of special, uh, I, I don't know, roaster oven grill and uh, one of the one of the uh, restaurants in the Twin Cities discovered it and all of a sudden they had some new orders because these restaurants were closed so this particular restaurant decided you know I'm going to go on the road and through innovation uh, this not now all of a sudden they have a number of orders that they wouldn't have, wouldn't have had if they hadn't been thinking about how do I market this during this downturn so these smaller companies you know I think the challenge is you know, is the companies that realize that this is a different time are making the changes, are making the moves to grow again and be successful. If you're a leader or a manager that thinks it's going to go back to normal, you might get left behind. And so that's what really we're really pushing is you need to realize this is a different time and we have to deal with it differently. And, and we, we see client after client that's thinking that that way mm-hmm. and that's really a positive feeling mm-hmm. yeah i've been around long enough to report it on the, the previous during the great recession and, and different struggles uh in the in the broader economy this one feels a little different somehow uh, wouldn't you agree oh absolutely you know and that's why i say that uh you know more than any downturn this is not necessarily an economic downturn it's a some other kind of downturn you know, we were, the economy was very robust, manufacturers fighting for employees, you know, going full bore, whatever industry you were focused on primarily. Uh, and I think that's why I go back to, uh, they have, you know, the leaders during these times think of different ways, but they've also realized that recovering from this is going to be different. Uh, you know, ourselves, you know, we, we, uh, most of our people work out of their homes, but you got to prepare any office to be safe, which our manufacturers are. Uh, they just can't afford to have a uh, COVID in their facility. So, you know, that's brand new to, to many of them. So it is, it is different. And it's, it's, uh, it's not only an economic recovery, but it's uh, what, a psychological recovery. And they're two very different things. And we're, we're finding that the people that want to talk to us and want to invest in their people during this time are trying to be very innovative and trying to figure out ways to do that without putting people at risk. Mm-hmm. And that's the different part of it. Right. Well, Bob, it's been great chatting. Do you have any uh, parting thoughts before I let you go or any, anything else you'd like to add? Well, I just I I just think that uh, the fifteen fo- virtual focus groups this September, uh, the survey itself being redone is going to be really telling, and you know it's a, it's a unique survey. Twelve years, it's we're the only state in the union that has done one like that, and 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 so Minnesota gets a lot of uh, coverage, 
Uh, we share it with our affiliates around the country. Uh, and uh, it brings a lot of partners to manufacturing. But at the end of the day, manufacturing still offers some great careers for people. Uh, it's in every community. And in virtually every community they're located, they're the best paying jobs and careers. And the more coverage we can give to it. But it's going to be telling in September. But I, I, I just think that, again, uh, manufacturing will lead us out of this downturn in many ways. Great. Well, I'll certainly look forward to seeing that survey in September. And uh, the results will be uh, interesting, to say the least. Well, I appreciate you reaching out. Anytime we can talk about the industry, we enjoy it. And uh, thanks for uh, giving us that opportunity. Great. Well, thank you, Bob. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce, or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.